0: Are you subscribed to The Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad-free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for The Deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to The Deeper on Apple Podcasts or ACAS Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes.
2: I mean, we also organise parties where Lawrence and I are both there together and we sort of, once we're in, it was like, okay, we've got like all these amazing beautiful people that we want to play with, we want to interact with, I will see you halfway, Mark, um, and I'll see you at the end. So it's kind of like enjoy the moment um, and come back and let's talk about it. And generally, like, I think we went home and had sex as well after we'd had sex with like six or seven other people because we nice. were like, that was so hot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. We've all heard of swingers, right? But what do they actually do? Who are these people? My immediate thought is of the cliche, keys in the bowl, Middle-aged couples, maybe they're now empty nesters, looking for something to enhance the next stage of life. But is this cliche true? What are the rules? What are the boundaries? And what's the reality of being a swinger? Guys, I am probably overly excited about this interview today (laughs) we are entering into the world of swingers can you please introduce yourselves and your business for everyone listening
2: yeah of course so I'm Jess and my partner Lauren
3: (laughs) Um,
2: we uh, own our secret spot which is a swingers club in Sydney Um, We have had the business for almost seven years now.
0: Golly. Okay. This is my first threesome. (laughs) Does this start for you guys as a personal journey? What you were interested in behind closed doors and then it just developed into being a business?
3: That's essentially how it started. Yeah. That's essentially what it is, is a personal interest, then a lack of just the venues in Sydney at the time weren't up to what I thought they could be, up to standard. Uh, So I thought I might as well open my own because I think I could do a better job. And here we are seven years later.
0: This is our first three-way conversation on The Deep, so I have to apologise up front if there's a bit of talking over each other, but I did need to have you both on because there's kind of two levels to this conversation, which is being in the swingers' lifestyle as a couple, and I just wanted to talk about the dynamics of that eventually. Can we start, though, by breaking some of the misconceptions around swinging? And forgive me for being such a cliche or giving a stereotype, but there's kind of this idea of these frumpy, middle-aged people that are stale in their lives or marriages and they all go to someone's house and throw keys in a bowl and then bump uglies. But you guys are really attractive and young. Like, are we missing something here? Are there a lot of young people in the lifestyle or is it an older demographic? Uh,
3: well, firstly, thank you for calling us uh, beautiful. That, I appreciate that. <laughs> Secondly, uh, yes, that is um it is a massive misconception about the, the swinging lifestyle, um, mostly perpetrated by the media, which, you know, in movies and TV and anywhere you kind of hear about swingers, um, you kind of get this, yeah, old, older, middle-aged to older couples stale in a marriage, throw keys in a bowl and then, yeah, go to someone's house and wife swap is a term you hear a lot as well. But in the, the real world in present-day Australia and Sydney, that's not how it works. Um, there is, a, there is a, a lot of younger people out there looking to um, try something else, try something a little bit different. And this is a way for them to explore their sexuality in a safe um, environment.
0: So for you two together, Jess, how did you go from... I've started to see this guy Lawrence, he's really handsome, I'm into him. Like who was into swinging first and who introduced who?
2: So basically um, Lawrence was the one who introduced me into the lifestyle and he was kind of the person who held my hand through it and um, showed me the ropes essentially. Into like the first couple of dates he was very um, open about wanting to open a swingers club so he discussed that pretty much from the get-go. Um, that, that was one of his um, goals that he wanted to do and his next business ambition.
0: Did you even know about this world or did he compl- were you even interested?
2: I'd not heard about what this particular lifestyle was. Um, I didn't know a definition. Um, to me, because I was 20 when I got introduced to it, I just thought it was basically just sleeping around.
0: And that's not true.
2: Definitely not that at all. Um, So I find, especially in this lifestyle, I've built stronger and better relationships and connections sexually and emotionally because of the level of understanding you get from when you get to meet a couple. Um, It's not like behind closed doors. It's not a secret. Like you get to feel and express everything. Um, So it definitely was not a sleeping around sort of lifestyle.
0: Do you have boundaries when it comes to sex in the club or with other partners? Like what are the rules between you two?
3: Uh, so between Jess and I personally, the rules are uh, we need to know what's happening um, and at least with who. So, you know, we can sort of say I know where, the other, where, where Jess is or she knows where I am. The only other essential rule is uh, use protection, as in condoms or whatever.
0: Okay. So if you're at work, Jess, and you get caught up in a moment and do you have to just like quickly tell Lawrence or text him if he's not there?
2: Yeah. So it's more just a check-in for us. So just to, it's kind of like a safety check-in, just making sure, you know, if anything were to happen, our, like our primary or our partner Lawrence would know. Um, So it's like, we're not, um, we're not going to be like saying no or you can't do that. It's more just to, um, just to keep the other informed and obviously to keep them involved in our life. So
0: this one's for both of you, but I'm going to start with you, Lawrence. Do you ever get jealous or triggered? Like what if there's a guy that's got a bigger penis or like she seems like <laughs> you're in the room and like she's real, like it's like out of control, you've never seen her like that before. Is there something that you're like, <gasps> Oh, I don't know if I want, I don't feel good anymore. Or like, let me come into the situation. Like, how does mm. that work? Or how does that come up?
3: I don't get jealous very often, if I'd say ever. Um, I don't know, Jess, if you can, th- if you can remind me of a time I've gotten jealous over something with you, let me know. Um, and f- it comes from, sec- uh, you know, security in yourself and security in your relationship Uh. I find that jealousy, it it can be sort of a a, a quick response to something that you're seeing that you're not quite happy with. But like the the, the flow-on effects of jealousy, like getting upset and having a tantrum or pulling someone out of that situation is kind of the the negative um, reaction to that emotion. Uh, It's like, and drawing back, it comes from inner security to yourself. So I'm, I'm... you know, there might be a guy out there with a with a bigger penis. There might be he might do something different to to uh, with Jess that she enjoys a lot. But in that, I'd say, like, well, I can say, well, she's having fun. I enjoy when she has fun. It's 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 a term called compersion, draw, drawing pleasure from other people's pleasure. Uh, similar to like, you know, you see, um, you you go to a, a kid's birthday party. They're blowing out the cake and they're so happy. They go to their friends and they're in cake. You don't feel upset or angry that that kid gets to have cake and is happy you you're you're happy for them so it's kind of something similar to that um and in, if they are doing something that I haven't seen before okay how do you do that let's 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 learn we can
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> let me try show me
0: Jess would you say that one of you gets someone gets more of other people than the other partner
2: Um, We were literally just talking about this the other day, um, saying that we've both been equally getting pretty much the same amount of sex from both sides. Um, To be honest, it's pretty equal, um, but we don't really tally it. So I don't go, well, Lawrence has gone out on a date this week, so I need to go out on a date. Um, It doesn't, like, I think we just, we don't look at it being Lawrence gets more girls or I get more guys. It's just sort of we had a really great week with, you know, three or four people. Lawrence saw three and I saw, like, one guy this week. Um, So it's, to me, um, and you can correct me, Lawrence, but it's pretty equal. And, I mean, we also organise parties where Lawrence and I are both there together and we sort of, once we're in, it was like, okay, we've got, like, all these amazing, beautiful people that we want to play with, we want to interact with. I will see you halfway mark, um, and I'll see you at the end. So it's kind of like enjoy the moment, um, and come back and let's talk about it. And generally, like I think we went home and had sex as well after we'd had sex with like six or seven other oh, people because we right. were like that was so hot. Yeah.
0: So hang <laughs> um, on, that's a, I've got so I so many questions. So, <laughs> do you have sex together with others? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then how much sex are you both having with each other and then with other people in a
2: week? I'm so fascinated. I would say that we probably have sex with each other as much as we have sex with other people. Would you say that Lawrence? Uh,
3: Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Obviously given any given day, any given week, but yeah, it's essentially, it's essentially that.
0: Yeah. Are you having sex every day? I wish, no, not every no. day. <laughs> we don't have the time to do that. <laughs> I'm wondering. So, what what's a week like? Like, what's give me a tally. What's a good? What's an average week?
3: Sex between us is probably like two to three times, maybe. But so I'm not talking about like when it's just you and me, no one else in the room, or even close to being in the room. Um, <laughs> and then when other people are around here, yeah, that might make up, you know, another maybe one or two times.
0: Wow. It's very active. It's alive.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but we're active. Obviously, sometimes we get tired. Like sometimes we won't do anything with anyone for a while. I think, you know, it just happens as to say that a month goes by and you haven't met anyone or made any plans with anyone because we've got other things to do. We've got work to do. We've got this and that. We have, we have a life just like everyone else does, whether you're trying to balance your work, family, all the rest of it, um, and having fun sometimes falls by the wayside, which is sad. But we try, we do our best to make sure we have as much as we can.
0: I want to do like a role play, okay? So okay. I, so am, yeah, <laughs> different kind. Oh, I am oh, okay. the, uh, I'm the newbie that is um, interested in this uh, lifestyle and I log onto the website and I see that you have weekly events and I book in. Um, I'm just going to ask you questions throughout the role play. Okay. So how much does it cost me to come? Ooh! (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh... Sorry. (laughs) Attend. Attend.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Beg my pardon. Your uh, the, <laughs> sorry, the price of admission to the club does vary on the night and who is coming. So if you're coming as a, a couple, so, so if you and your partner are coming, um, that can range from 135 online to 150 if you pay at the door. And mm-hmm. if you're coming on your own, Jess, remind me of the prices, I forget.
2: So a single girl online is $35 um, or $50 at the door. Um, we do also allow um, approved single men. Um, so when I say approved, we have an application process. But um, it's like two very easy questions for guys to fill out um, and then send through an application. Um, um, those single men, it's $100 for entry, but it's all pre-approved tickets. So we don't do single guys on the night.
0: What, um, so why do why is there a difference between genders?
3: The uh, difference between genders is because, unfortunately, the situation we find ourselves in, all too often with our club and many other clubs, is men sometimes act in a predatory manner when they think that it's just a free for all for sex. So we set mm-hmm. a higher we set a higher entry barrier to entry both in price and in terms of the hoops they have to jump through to get in on their own um it's not ideal but it's just we've we've trialed all the other ways of making it fair making it the same and too often we end up in a situation where we've got a problem where men who are coming in 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 this mindset of i'm coming in to and there are going to be women here to service me and I'll do what I want.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have, we
3: have, we have to work hard to weed them out.
0: So seeing it more as like sex workers versus people coming for the lifestyle.
2: Correct. Correct. And I think also, so making that price point. So, I think, cause it is such a common thing within the lifestyle. People know that men can be so predatory um, when they come by themselves. That the single men that we do have attending the venue are so respectful. They're so um, understanding. They've either a been with like partners before, or they've been in the lifestyle for a bit. Even the new ones that come and apply. Um, the words respect and like just understanding that they could just come there for a night to just talk with people and interact with like-minded people and that sex always isn't always on the table for them. Um, So it's sort of just filtering out and making sure we do get the right vibe and people in the venue.
0: What are those two questions for the men?
2: Um, So if they've had any experience before um, and what they would be bringing to the table. So like what would um, them What would have them having them at the club What would that bring?
0: Interesting. Okay, so I get there right, and I'm a little bit nervous. What does the venue look like? Is it I'm Can I just tell you what I'm envisioning? Yeah, of course. Like a lot of velvet, maroon walls, chairs, lounges, like big curtains, some gold accents, like, very rich and, like, sexual, like, vibe?
2: I mean, you're not completely wrong. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's definitely got a very alluring and sensual vibe. Um, So, basically, when, if you're new, you're walking up to the door, we do have a big curtain on entry. Um, So, you'll be greeted by a door hostess. Or a host, um, and they will basically greet you, go through the ground rules with you before you enter, um, and then you'll walk in. Um, You are correct also about having the lounges. So once you walk in, our ground level is like the lounge and dance floor area. So there's big Chesterfield couches, there's a beautiful mural with this. Oh, they're not velvet, no, unfortunately Easier to clean. They are indeed. Um, (laughs) We have, like, the pool table. You have um, a beautiful, like, artwork all over the walls. Um, So it kind of gives you that feeling and, like, sensation that you're kind of in a normal lounge area, so it's not too out of the normal. Um, It kind of relaxes people once they come in.
0: And is there a bar, and how do you view drugs and alcohol?
3: There is a bar, that's the first thing you encounter as you walk through the curtain and it's just on your right. Um, we do monitor people how much they're drinking just because we, d- we have a duty of care as well in terms of people drinking too much. We don't want them falling down the stairs or doing something they would otherwise regret if they weren't so drunk. Mm. Uh, okay. So, yeah, we have to keep an eye on that.
0: How many people are there and what are the ratio from men to women?
3: So on any given night, there can be, uh, we have 82 people currently.
0: <gasps> Whoa. That's a lot of people.
3: That is a lot of people. Um, and the ratio is fairly even at 50-50, uh, men to women.
0: So if I walk in and I have my, you know, glass of wine to chill out, and then, um, like, are is there rules? Like, am I, can I just talk to people or... Are there signals where people are like um, do, having sexual intercourse and like maybe they don't want me to intrude or maybe like how do I know if people are like welcoming to that? Like what if, sure. how do you read it? How do you read the room?
3: We give a tour um, for any newbies that come in. So if you came in Zoe by yourself and you're like, we can see you're trembling a little bit, we'll spend a little extra time with you to make sure you're okay. Um, we explain all these things like, etiquette general etiquette Um, we also have a few um, actual physical things you can do at the club to signify what you're interested in like so if you're having sex with someone you want them to watch but you don't want them to actually interact with you in any other way is in our private rooms we have chains on the door so you can just put up a chain between the barrier uh the threshold so that is obviously a non-verbal way of people can see into the room, but they're not, they can't, they don't just walk into the room to try and join in either that you could either close the door um, and saying hello to people. We encourage everyone to say hello to everybody, uh, but saying hello and having a chat uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have sex with that person. And that's something we, we work hard to try and, uh, dispel as a myth where people think just because you walk in and the first person you, you make eye contact with, well, you're dropping your pants for them. <laughs> it's not like that. Is. Everyone has, everyone has choice and consent. Um, you have your own voice and it, it must be respected at all times. Um, and it generally is occasionally you get someone who's you get like, you know, they have a bit too much drink and they get a bit silly and the staff will deal with them, but that doesn't happen very often at all. It's it's about making people feel they have a safe space to explore themselves
1: normally being a little extra might be a bit much but not when it comes to healthcare that's why united healthcare's health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com
0: this is maybe a little bit of an old wife's tale, but I had heard growing up that if you were in the supermarket and you had bananas in yeah, the, front of thing, the yeah. trolley, you're looking, right? And so it's yeah. almost like if you go to the club and you're saying hi to everyone and it can be and everyone's in a bit of a flirty mood, mm-hmm. what is the signal for like, I want you? Do you just say that?
3: You can just say that. And I I think that'd probably be the best way is like, Hey, I'm interested. Like, would you like to go upstairs and play or something like that? Um, Just being upfront about it. Um, And then it just comes down to general uh, flirting and seduction generally, like whether you're in a club or not, you can, you know, you can often get a vibe that then I think this person is interested in me. And obviously, as the tension builds, you go, Okay, there's definitely something there. Uh, And we still uh, advocate you have a, actual dialogue about consent like I would like to blah 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 with you is this okay and then you can go from there.
0: Okay so Jess if I brought my boyfriend or my girlfriend with me or my husband or wife and I am interested in somebody do I say do you do you have is it quite an open dialogue in there where you would say look um, I'm with my I have brought my partner They're happy to kind of watch or are you interested in engaging with both of us? Like, is it quite open with the communication or are people sensitive not to hurt people's feelings? Like, oh, I'm really more into your husband than you or, you know, like is a bit of that going on?
2: Um, I would say it's a little bit more open than the normal. Um, there definitely is times where people get a little bit nervous because it is definitely a hard subject to broach and be like, hey, look, I'm really only really interested in you. Is it okay if just we play and then your husband and my husband just watch? Um, I mean, people are so um, liberated and open in the club, so it, they will be very communicative about talking to you and telling you exactly what they're there for and what they're comfortable with. Um mm. so I mean yeah it's probably a little bit more um freeing when people say um exactly what they want um but you do also find people in the club are much more approachable than they are in say a normal um bar or a club um just because I think the environment creates that openness. And so if
0: I was like um say I wanted to have a lesbian experience and I hadn't done that before um and I was looking for women do I also say things like I'm happy to perform oral sex and you to perform oral sex or do you allow things to just happen and then discuss it as it plays out or is it better to say to a guy oh I don't do anal or how do you find in your experience the best way to manage your boundaries
2: Um, So I would always communicate everything that I'm comfortable with because there's definitely times. So going off the whole lesbian experience or the girl on girl, um, there is definitely times where I'm just vibing with girls and I really just want to have a one-on-one girl moment. So I would definitely walk up and be like, look, I'm just playing tonight with girls. Um, Maybe next time we can play as a partnership. However, I just want to play with you tonight. Does that work for you? Um, if it's something like um, me and my partner only play in the room, for example, um, he doesn't have to play if you guys are uncomfortable, but we just have to like I Our rule is that he's always in the room with us. Um, I mean, there's a variety of rules and um, ways that people interact with each other. And it's probably always best um, to communicate everything, even if it's like Lawrence and I, obviously our only rules is just know where each other are and protection. Um, So we're pretty fluid with like going up to couples and talking to them and interacting. um, But we've kind of done it for the seven years. So seven or eight years. So we have an easy way of just rolling off the tongue. Whereas newbies, it's a little bit more daunting. So as long as you're covering everything because you don't want to go into something and freak out because, Oh wait, that's not what we discussed. Um, And then have a bit of a freak out. I mean, they're completely normal, but you prefer to eliminate that from happening.
0: What if, so I'm going, I'm in the club and I meet somebody and then we're together, but I, they, they, they you know, they're a bit smelly. Um, <laughs> do you have like a bathroom where they can freshen up or maybe they've had sex with one person and they're very sweaty or, or they smell like someone else's vagina and then you're like, oh, I want a fresh start. Do you have somewhere <laughs> they can bathe and freshen up between partners?
3: Yeah, so we have multiple showers around the club in in one of our the open play space. We have a, a huge sort of it's... Uh, very over-the-top shower area you know you can have there's three shower heads it's huge it's it's like three by three meters you can walk in and you know people have a group shower if you want to so yeah um obviously cleanliness is next to godliness and so we we advocate (laughs) everyone like be be dirty but be clean while you're doing it you know
0: (laughs) yes hygiene Um, is up there no one wants stinky breath or stinky armpits right
3: that's Correct. I mean, um, some people are
0: into stinky armpits. That's a thing as well. I mean, there's, a, there's are, another the, fetish.
3: The pheromones and all that. But yeah, me personally, I'm I'm always conscious of that, and I, you know, I always shower in between partners, um, and uh, making sure that everything is. Uh, good to go in the nether regions because you don't want to, you don't want to get that reputation either. It's like, oh, that guy.
0: (laughs) What if I'm there and um, I've come back a couple of times now and I'm, you know, getting more adventurous and I'm like, oh, you know what? I just feel like an orgy. But I'm not sure, is there orgy nights or is there like um, things can just escalate or can I go around to everyone in the club and say, look, I've got an objective for a big orgy, who's in, meet you over there in 10 minutes, like what would happen with that?
2: I mean, most events, I would say, are orgy events because it does generally have a lot of couples who do or play together. And my idea of an orgy is six people or more. Um, So, I mean, if you collect it all, like, you could do any of those options that you basically said. You could go around and say, hey, look, I'm really in the mood to have sex with multiple people. And you walk up to, like, three or four couples and go, hey, we're going upstairs. Would you like to join us? Um. More often than not, those couples would be like, "That'll be great." There's like two or three couples in that little section that I'd love to play with. Um, so it's kind of orgies are very um, easy to sort of start and initiate because if you just talk to a, a couple couples and go, "Hey, look, we're doing this. Join us upstairs." Most couples would be like, "That's a great idea. Let's get the party started."
3: And in saying all that, like our club is uh, separating into uh, two types of areas. There's obviously the socializing area, which is the bar, pool table, dance floor, and the lounges, where everyone can just sit and chat. But the play areas are separated in themselves into two types of areas. There is the 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 orgy area. So on any given night, like Jess is saying to people, there will be probably an orgy going on, just simply because of the numbers in that room. Um, but there's also those private, we have a private area as well. So where where I mentioned before, you can go into a room and close the door and have that space between uh, just for you and your partner, or maybe a third or fourth um so it's really up to you what you what you want to do on any given night it's it's usually doesn 't have to be pre planned like that you can if you want to have an orgy on your first night or your tenth night, you can do that because there will be people it's there. yeah it's there.
0: people are down for orgies any time <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay good to know
3: but not all people are down for orgies
0: yes it's personal these play areas do they have themes like if you're if you've got a kink or you're into being spanked or tied up or you're into I don't know um you you know more than me but do you have um specialty areas
3: yes we do um so we do have a, a third play area which is our dungeon area which is literally in the basement of the building Um, So there's three levels to the club. Um, So on the basement level is the the dungeon space, which has um, all the equipment that you'd want for like spanking and rope tying and um, blindfolding. Uh, There's a a thing called a St Andrew's Cross, which is just essentially a big X um, held up against the wall, which you can restrain someone against.
0: Wow. Okie dokie. And what age are we talking here? Like what is the ages that you kind of have seen in the club? And then what's your average age?
2: So our average age is probably mid-30s. Um, but however, we do get um, ages from early 20s to uh, late 50s. So age to us is really just a number. Um, we go off people with like the way that you your attitude is. So a 50-year-old could be just as fun to play with as a 20-year-old, just dependent on how their vibe and their attitude is towards everything.
0: And do you, like, this is a, I mean, it's going to be a tricky question, but do you accept perverts? Not I, There's nothing wrong with perverts. I'm totally, <laughs> I, I love perverts, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's a type of person that maybe just wants to jerk off in the corner versus really engage, you know?
2: I mean, yes, like we, we're not um selective on like what type of experience people want to have at the clubs. Like there are definitely couples who just wanna watch a whole bunch of things happening and then go and play separately by themselves. Um, or they have there's a girl who's, you know, super, super nervous and it's a first time as a single girl and she just wants to watch everyone enjoying themselves and she might go home and just, you know, play with her toys um and relive all those moments that she watched um so it's kind of people do also come for the live action I guess you could say it's Mm. almost like live porn um and that for them is stimulation enough
0: right so you don't actually have to do anything you can just go and watch
2: correct um most people is that's something that we always kind of recommend for a first time like we recommend coming and watching and then if you are comfortable, then jump into it um, because it's easier to progress forward rather than take two steps back and start again. Um, so, I mean, f- go full steam ahead. Like, always recommend jumping in, but just do it at a pace that you're both comfortable with so if that means both of you come in and you go with the expectation of just watching and then if for instance a couple just takes your fancy then you can discuss on the night and be like look let's get into it let's play
0: so if this party starts at 8 30 what how long do I have to have sex with everyone like what time do I wrap up
2: uh so we close at 3 a.m um which isn't a nice long time for everybody um majority of the crowd do get there before nine thirty, ten o'clock um and generally the peak of the party is happening um when I say peak people are playing um by midnight
0: okay and do you only have like a couple of stragglers at three or is it still kind of people are having a great time still
2: It's dependent on the night. Like sometimes we have couples who start at 12 and they want to play until 1 and then they have their water break and then um, by 2.30 they're at it again. Um, But then there's also nights where people come in and they start playing at like 10 o'clock and then they're done by 1 and they're like, look, we're packing up and we're going home.
0: It's so funny because you say water break and that I'm pregnant, so it means a very different thing to me (laughs) right now than to your clients. Yeah. What is it like for your staff members?
3: they do get hit on um so yeah our staff firstly our staff are all great um and yes we do have a conversation with them about like you know it's going to be a a sexual environment obviously be prepared to have people try and woo you and pick you up because a lot of people get off on the idea of getting uh, you know the, the forbidden fruit where it's like you're yes. the staff member you're not supposed I'm not supposed to be hooking up with you but if I can seduce you that's kudos to me kind of thing uh, um, and that happens a lot where the staff are like they oh do they get a do they get a, a lunch break or something you know <laughs> one in the morning it's <laughs> like um, we try to just put um encourage all our staff we want to be professional we want to be courteous to everyone we're at the end of the day we're still providing a service um and we have to be there to manage that it's like we can't be effective team if we're all upstairs going at it and then nobody's manning the, yes. the bar or the door so
0: <laughs> sure so how what, like what kind of stuff do you have you have a bartender do you have security what are, are people like cleaning up after other people what are their roles
3: their roles are all in one so you know all our staff can basically do everything in the club Uh, most of the time we're we're preparing drinks for people because that's the primary uh effort at at least in the first part of the night um then the second part everyone turns into sort of a a cleaner like but just in terms of like we're just picking up and tidying things and straightening it up you know a room might get used and you know sheets need to be changed our staff have to go in and do that and then at the end of the night we're just you know back to hosting and um, seeing people out and making sure that they're all happy and okay and, you know, what their experience was like and, and welcoming them back for the next one.
0: So, just these staff members are seeing sex? Yes.
2: Yes. Um, so, definitely um, either people in sexy outfits or the full-throttle sex, um, they pretty much see everything from the beginning, middle and the end.
0: Wow. Do they ever say like, okay, look, I've been now, I've been working here. I kind of am interested. Can I come back on my day off?
2: Uh, Yeah, So some of them do um, have specific nights where they have nights off to come and I guess, join in on the party. Um, Each one of our staff members is very unique um, in the way that they approach the lifestyle. So we have somebody who's bi. um, We have somebody who's poly. We have another couple just monogamous however they love being in the lifestyle and you know talking with people who are open-minded so each one of our staff members is a little bit different in how they approach the lifestyle um, and definitely do when they get the time off like to join in. Is
0: there Lawrence a responsibility to the person who is you know uh, expelling bodily fluids to take care of that
3: yeah, we, that's part of our tour as well. We ask that everyone just be neat and tidy as best as they can. Just, you know, tissues or we provide towels. Just be considerate of others, not just of the staff, but someone who's going, who's going to be using the room after you. You know, it's sort of the staff. We, we try and do our best to tidy up everything, but obviously we can't be everywhere at once. Um, and people who, you know, look after the, this play space are definitely going to be much more favored than anyone else.
0: And Jess, how does that work with COVID?
2: For COVID, our COVID safe plan um, was approved to have 82 people. So we follow the four square metre rule um, Mm -hmm. and then we just have rooms. um, Like this is something that we implemented. We, each room is dedicated to how many people can fit into that room safely. Um, We also have like hand sanitizers, uh, individual lube sachets. So um, we've made like little extra things inside the club just to make it extra, I guess,
0: clean. Yeah, beautiful. And then we've covered a lot, but what what are some other misconceptions that you like to dispel in the community?
3: One of the big ones is that swingers or people that go to clubs it's just dirty and it's a it's a breeding ground for transmitting uh, STIs. Um, we find that to be completely untrue uh there's also been research studies done uh done in the us about this where um people who are in the non-monogamous lifestyle i uh, swinging or polyamory or open overall have a better uh understanding of sexual health and what they need to do to protect themselves than mm-hmm. people in the just the conventional quote-unquote monogamous lifestyle i say quote unquote because a lot of relationships out there claim to be monogamous however one or two of the people involved are uh behind going the, behind the other yeah. yeah going behind someone else's back and sleeping with other people so it's all just a bit of a and not using protection and then things like this and believing that you know, oh, I can just take some antibiotics or whatever and it'll fix me or, you know, but who cares? It's that we're finding that it's a, um, there's a cultural change in the way, especially younger people are thinking about sexually transmitted infections. It's like they're not as conscious of it. Um, but we find that people in the lifestyle, they're all very, because we're going in knowing that we're going to be sleeping with, you know, more than one person possibly on any given night um or you know in a week or whatever that you want to do what you can to protect yourself and protect those that you're playing with because you know nobody wants to be sick and nobody wants to make anyone else sick that'd be a horrible feeling to have so that's one myth that we like to dispel
0: is there, um, Jess, a type of person like, you know, I said the perverts before, but I'm being more specific now. Like, is there a demographic, a race, an age, a specific type of career person that enjoys? Do you see more of one demographic than any other?
2: Um I mean, given that it is a bit of a luxurious sort of lifestyle so if you come to the club every weekend, we do find a lot of people who are attending are white-collar professionals with expendable funds um, and generally people who either have kids that are older, so, you know, um, can either have a babysitter or can be looked after by one of the other siblings or don't have kids just yet. Um, Given you are using, you know, time on your weekend to go out and hang out together with other couples, Um, kids can obviously not be as easy to manage. Um, I I do also find it's couples who have either been in relationships um, for maybe five-plus years um, or um, couples who have um, either been married for 10-plus years as well.
0: What, Lawrence, is the hardest part of the business to manage? And Jess, you're welcome if you have another insight to add.
3: Hmm, the hardest part, let's see. The hardest part, I think, when it boils down to it, is managing customer expectations. Because um, as you, as, as you know yourself, and you're asking a lot of questions, and you, you don't know what what is supposed to happen on the other side of that door, what you're going to be expecting, or what to expect. Um, you know, most people, we do our best to. Give them a pleasant surprise they walk through and they go wow it's 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 beautiful in here and everyone's so nice um some people expect different things like some people do think that it is you come in you take your clothes off you start you grab someone that you like and have sex with them um and you have to give them the the stern word that that's not to happen and they get upset at that you know they but then they're still your customer and they, you've got to treat them with respect blah 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 so yeah, there's a lot of things that people have in their minds that you're trying to deal with, especially when we're we're dealing with people who are new to the lifestyle.
2: Couples come with such high expectations sometimes that when you um, don't get lived up to those expectations, it's easy to blame either the venue or the people that run the party.
3: If the couple comes in or, you know, a single person comes in and they don't find anyone they particularly like or connect with and they have a bad night, that's still on us. So, and it's it's hard for us to... We feel bad mm. for them and then, you know, they might take, they might run and rave and carry on. And it's like, you're getting upset with them because they're getting upset with you for something you can't control. But you have to, you know, I have to try and empathize with them. You know, all you can do is say, try again. It's just, you know, it's, there's no guarantees. It's like, it's, and it's hard to, you know, that's hard in the moment to, to tell someone that, but you know, it's, it's, it is what it is.
0: Do your families, we'll start with you, Jess, do your families know about um, the work you do and the lifestyle you choose to live?
2: Uh, yes, my family does. Um, so my mom and my dad both know and my sisters know as well. Um, I've had my sisters come in to the club, obviously not to participate, but just to support um, when I've had events on, um, which has been like an all-girls event, and I've wanted, you know, my sister's support um so yeah they definitely know and they're obviously very supportive of it wow
0: and you Lawrence
3: uh yeah everyone knows we have a fairly public profile but it's also a thing of um I had to tell my family because how do you explain away the time it's like what are you doing every weekend? why can't you come and see us <laughs> so if yes. there had to be a, there had to be an understanding of what we we're actually doing I mean, Um my family is supportive you know um uh, my my parents have never been the ones to try and dictate to me how I should live my life. Um, and, you know, they've visited the club, Obviously, not when it's open, just to see, what <laughs> see how it looks. And mum will come along and check the quality of the sheets and make sure towels aren't fraying. <laughs> And saying you're charging a lot of money, you got to make sure your quality is up to standards.
2: So. Yeah, she's very good at making sure everything is safe as well. She was like, "Are these yeah. stairs um, the correct height? Um, have you checked this with the fire, um, your fire control?" And I'm like, "Wow, yeah.
3: can I see your insurance policy? I want to." <laughs> yeah.
2: it's it's good knowing that we have that support from them as well as made it much easier because like there is no frowning upon and especially if it's coming from you know your closest people your family um it does make our job and our lives a lot easier for us to also be so motivated to like continue doing what we do
0: have you faced judgments then from other parts of your life
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, (laughs) It's such a new lifestyle for a lot of people, Um, especially I probably got a lot of judgment when I was young, um, because I started the club with Lawrence when I was 21. So I was, you know, all my friends around me were, you know, going out and partying and they were enjoying the nightlife. And They were like, well, why are you starting up this business and why would you allow um, Lawrence to have sex with other people and why do you want to sleep around? Like, don't you just want that monogamous lifestyle? Um, So it took, I guess, a lot of um, understanding and explaining to my friends um, and then sort of, you know, I did lose a few friends over that because they just didn't understand that I didn't want to be monogamous. Um, And, you know, people are judgy because we are kind of judgy humans in general. So... It was hard, but, I mean, it's good as well because it builds up your strength and your understanding of what the lifestyle is. So when people do judge you, um, you have a better understanding. We be like, no, this is why I do it. Um, and if they judge you, that's on them. Have you ever had
0: anyone famous in there?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> we cannot I mean, say. I was going to say, I was like, are we even allowed to say that?
3: <laughs>
0: you just, can say yes, but not the name if you want. I'll just say yes.
3: Yeah, but to, like, say we haven't had an A-list Hollywood celebrity. Oh, yes. If that's what people want. No, we haven't had that. Margot Robbie has not graced us with her presence yet. <laughs> I'm working not on yet. it.
0: Because <laughs> I'm thinking that would be like everyone would be drawn to that person just to say that they did it, right?
3: Correct. Yeah, it would be. Yes. I mean, it's I'm sure the, the, these Hollywood A-listers, they're having these sex parties, but they're doing it with each other in their own uh, Hollywood girls' <laughs> mansions.
0: Okay. Um <laughs> any regrets from the two of you? No.
3: No, nothing. No. This is we're having a great time. We have a, a, a wonderful business and we're happy working on it and growing it ourselves. And I could I don't at the moment I couldn't ask for anything else.
2: Yeah. No. And we have such a great network of friends. Like some of our closest friends have come because of the club. Um, so some of the friends that we hang out with, they're basically like family for us.
0: I have a great business idea, and if you go through with it, I want 20%. Sure. Um, Have you ever thought of
3: a rub and rub for ladies?
2: Like a – Okay. Well, we talked about this there. the other week
3: where I was going to be the, the star attraction. Oh,
2: that's right. After you gave me a like... Neuro Massage. I do remember this, actually. I gave a couple of people
3: what... a Neuro Massage and I was like, you should you charge did. money for this.
2: What kind of massage? <laughs> neuro. neuro. So it's... It's,
3: a type of, it's a type of massage gel. It's developed in Japan. It's like this super silky, slippery massage gel, it's, but it's water-based. It's not oil-based. Um, it feels great. That's that's all I can say. Any of you to your listeners, get get out there and get yourself a new massage. I am available at the club on Friday (laughs) to Saturday night
0: (laughs) (laughs) for massages. Because that is like I'm telling you what, that is a business idea for women to book in somewhere discreet, get a massage with a little happy ending, with no strings attached. She might, you know, no penetration if she doesn't want it. Like what what a gift
1: yeah
2: yeah i would be down for it um because i like we've talked about this before as well where lawrence um has gone to like massage parlors where they have the happy endings and i'm like i want to come like i get so envious going well i but it's also like you go to these places and the girls are like well we don't do couples or we don't do girls because i think girls get a bit afraid of like how do i play with a girl how do i you know give her pleasure Unless they've been with a girl before, they're like, "How do I offer that?" Whereas I feel like men are a little bit easier. Um, yes. So yeah, if if we could find a place like that, I'd be so down to trial and test that.
0: <laughs> That's our new business venture. <laughs> um, we'll have like a, a a menu of lovely men of different races and lovely women of different races. We'll have different queer options, and then everyone can like choose from the menu, so mm-hmm. you know what you're going in for, and then. You've already picked your extras, you know, to end. That I do.
2: It'll be perfect. That's a great idea.
0: <laughs> Final question, you two, one at a time. We'll start with Jess. Who are you when no one's watching?
2: I am the exact same as I always am when people are watching me. I try not to change myself at all. So I'm loud. I'm apparently, bummed.
3: Apparently, apparently you dance a little more than anyone else sees. So oh,
2: Jess yeah, used yeah, to be a I,
3: professional dancer. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no. I do I do like dancing um Lawrence has been begging me for a bit of a lap dance and I've been refusing him quite a bit not a lap um, dance but
3: I just want to see your your you just want to see me or,
2: dance or <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely yeah. a dancer and a really terrible singer um behind closed doors but other than that I'm still the exact same I'm very outgoing um very adamant of what I'm doing and very strong personality
0: and Lawrence who are you when no one's watching
3: um hmm. I I should have been thinking about my answer while you were answering, yes, sorry. I am <laughs> essentially the same. I'm probably a little bit more broody than I am. I put on a people think I'm moody and broody when I'm with people. You should see me when I'm on my own.
2: <laughs> it's not I like it's sh- not moody per se though. Like Lawrence has a very um very bitchy, um, relaxed face. Like you know how there's like everyone has a bitch face, Lawrence has a very big bitch face.
0: Yes. Yeah. Resting bitch face. Yes. Looks, that's, that's looks
2: very Lauren. angry.
3: Um,
0: it
2: does, but he's generally 99% of the time not angry at all.
0: Guys, this has been such a delight. I thank you so much for sharing your world with me. I mean, if I wasn't knocked up, I mean, I don't know, you probably have some pregnant women attend. We, yep. They
3: do come along.
2: <laughs> it's actually quite a fetish. People love um, pregnant women. Wow.
0: We wow. have got to tell my husband. Um, <laughs> I just, I think it's, beautiful to have a conversation that potentially will open the eyes of others to things that they might want to try. So I really appreciate the work you're doing and your honesty today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's the Deep? Are you subscribed to the Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the Deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to The Deeper on Apple Podcasts or ACAS Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes.